Galatians 5, and let's stand together and we'll dismiss our children at the same time as we stand for the reading, preaching of the Bible. We'll let our children be dismissed to children's ministry. We're in Galatians chapter number 5. We'll look at verses 1 through 6. We've got a wandering, wayward Jensen. Hey, she decided she's going to go somewhere else. She knows where the rest of the group is going. She's heading to where the uh, animal crackers are. Galatians chapter number 5. Read verses 1 through 6. Stand fast, therefore, based upon all that we've said thus far and the, the, the theological Old Testament uh, slalom course that he's taken us through. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever of you are justified by the law, ye are fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision but faith which worketh by love. message this morning is simple. The title is simple to get across the simplicity of what is here. And it's simple. Even the Galatians would say, we know the answer to this if they were given a test. But the problem was what they knew and what they did were in conflict. And so for that reason, we need to work through some of these things as we have been doing in order to understand the simple message and the simplicity that is in Christ. The title of the message is simply Freedom in Christ. Freedom in Christ. While every person, perhaps the majority of people in Newton County would say, the way to heaven, it's Jesus. The one to live our life for is Jesus. But I doubt that the majority of people in Newton County have adopted that as their constitution. What we know and how we live often conflict. And it's helpful to have Bible truth to clarify, but also to connect these realities. So let's look at freedom in Christ this morning. Thank you. Please be seated. See, Paul's been challenging God's people to rest and rejoice in freedom that Christ has provided us. It's not just salvation freedom when you get saved, but it's also sanctification freedom, that is living the Christian life freedom that you experience day by day. And he emphasizes this liberty in Jesus when he gives the imperative command in verse number one. This is a command. Stand Fast. Remember over in Ephesians, we'll look at again tonight, 
in chapter number six with the spiritual warfare, the emphasis of stand, stand ground, stand firm, stand fast. Don't lose ground that Jesus gave you by way of position and inheritance. Don't lose that to Satan. Don't lose that through the battle. Don't lose that through the weariness and fatigue. So he says here, stand fast in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Freedom and liberty is what God wants you to experience. He wants you to enjoy and experience freedom and liberty. But you know, liberty has an enemy. He's been hitting this enemy throughout this writing to the Galatians, and it's called legalism. And this is the name that we've given this, but it's legalism. Legalism is treating something good and valuable as though it were essential. It's taking something that might be good and something that might be valuable, but it's making it essential. Not killing somebody, not stealing something is good. It's very valuable that we hold to those laws. But anytime we take those laws and we make them essential to getting saved, then we are buying into legalism. Let me give you this simple definition of legalism. Legalism is lawless focus. It's a focus on a list. It's a focus on law. It's lawless focus. And inevitably, what it does is it puts a person back into self or flesh dependence. So when it comes to getting saved, <clears throat> we, we talked this past week with people and about this matter of where they're going to spend an eternity. And Dr. Childs and I talked with a, with a couple people, my, my family. We went out on Tuesday evening and um, went through a couple neighborhoods. I remember talking with one man who's extremely religious. And I asked him where he would spend an eternity. He said, heaven. I said, how do you know that? He says, because I've done the very best that I can. That's legalism. That's a law list focus. And what it does is it throws us back into self-dependence. A legalistic person, a self-dependent person, they're going to say, I'm doing the best I can. But it doesn't end, it's not just contained when it comes to getting saved, it's also in the Christian life. It is someone who is trying to please God. We're not talking about somebody who would skip church and, and try to hide from God, but someone who's really trying to please the Lord, who wants to have God's favor and blessing. Their focus, however, is on what do I have to do? Tell me what I have to do. And I think I'm doing pretty good because of here's what I've been doing. Here's what I'm not doing. And so again, legalism can creep in into the Christian life. And by the way, Paul's not talking about salvation in chapter 5 and verse 1. We know this because he's talking about those who are saved. And he says, going back into the bondage that Christ saved you from. How? By adopting a set of rules and being focused on rules and a saved person trying to please God. Do you have God's hand upon your life? I think so. I hope so. Do you have God's favor in your life? I think so. I hope so. Well, why do you think so? I hope so. I'm doing the best I can. 
With what? With what I know, with these rules, with the Bible, and actually taking the Bible and pointing to, there's a bunch of things that says, do this, and I'm doing it. Don't do this, and I don't do this. Now, I'm not perfect, but I'm doing the best I can. That's legalism. <clears throat> and different circles would have uh, different flavors, would have different lists and different rules and, and different emphasis. And so Paul's dealing with this matter of legalism. Now, if we don't get a handle on this legalism, you know where it'll take a, a person, a saved person? That's why Paul says here, don't get back into the bondage. And he's going to get down to it. We're going to get to it in, in services to come, but later on in chapter number five, because if we don't deal with legalism, list, law, rules, focus, it'll take us into license. License. A licensed, licentious person is a person that has a no law focus. They're one who says, I'm not trying to keep this or trying to. In fact, I, I'm, I've thrown off the restraints. No law, no rules. And do you know the, the, the commonality between legalism and license? Self-dependence. It's back on whatever I do. Legalism says, I'm doing the best I can. License says, I don't really care. You see, a lot of times people will leave church and, and they say, I throw off the restraints. I had to be there. I had to do this. And they made me do this. And, and, and I had to fit in. My parents said, you got to go to church. And, and um, Brother Steve Vines gave the challenge this morning, talked about being one of those drug babies, drugged to church and, and, and made to be there. And, and, and so many will grow up saying, I'm just tired of those who always tell me what to do. And I see the hypocrites in there. And, and so what do they do? They go from legalism to license. I don't have to do any of it. No one's going to tell me what to do. I don't have to. Nowhere in the Bible does it say uh, Sunday school. Nowhere in the Bible does it say Wednesday night. I, I, don't, I don't have to do any of those things. I'm not doing that stuff. <clears throat> they go from one ditch of legalism, self-dependence, to another ditch of license, it's still self-dependence. And whether you're in legalism, a law-focused, or you're in license, no law-focused, both of them are in the same category of bondage. So there's a group that's out there called Recovering Fundamentalist. It's a group that's trying to help people who used to be fundamental Baptists like us, like me. And, and um, they got out because of the hypocrites. They got out because God opened their eyes. You don't have to keep these rules and you don't have to be living this way. You can find freedom. Well, I'll tell you where you're not going to find it. It's in licensed living. Nowhere did Jesus save you and say, now, you do whatever rocks your boat and pleases you. You do whatever self wants to do. He didn't say that. Whether you're going to go with the re recovering fundamentalist category that says, and by the way, people say, you know those old time fundamental, you know those old paths group because they all look the same. You know the recovering fundamentalist group, they all look the same. They, they, they look like they are they stepped out of a 
trendy magazine trying to blend into the world and trying to say, I can have the world and Jesus too. You can't. You can't. See, they're, they're both self-focused. Me with my tie and suit in church, not missing church, not doing this, not doing that, doing this and doing what, what I, I see to be right, and following these things and, and, and being focused upon what I do that still is bondage because it's legalism. It's focused on what I do. License says, I'm not focusing on what I do. I'm just focusing on enjoying whatever I want. It's still bondage. See, if we don't get a hold of dealing with legalism, it'll send us into license. People have left and said, you know, I don't have to, to, to give, I don't have to go, I don't have to, and uh, I have found God's grace and it liberates me. I want to tell you, they didn't find God's grace because they're nowhere to be found. When you drop out on church and you drop out on God, it wasn't grace that got you there. No, you got the wrong license. You got the license to do what you want to do, but you didn't get the liberation to do what God has told you to do. So don't buy into it. So people will live, uh, leave here and, and people have left churches like this and, uh, and they go down to a church and they say, our pastor, he is more educated and he has more degrees than, than your pastor. And what we found out is we don't have to dress the way we were told to dress. We don't have to do what we used to do. We don't have to not go to those places we were told not to go to. In fact, we found we can do a whole lot more in the name of liberty. But I'll tell you, it's not liberty, it's license because they're still not free. I say they're not free. You know, you want to really see where it comes out? Look at their children. If what they had was God's supernatural grace that results in liberty, look at their children. All they've done is they've gone from legalism here to license over here. You say, but didn't you say legalism and license is the same? No, it's not the same, but they both bring us back to self. You say, well, wouldn't it be better to be self without the rules than to have self with the rules? No, Paul says they're both bondage. So you're saying... We shouldn't be here at Canaan. I didn't say that. You need to pay attention. That's why you can't go sleeping while I'm preaching, okay? What I'm saying is you can be in the school of Jesus and walk with Jesus as one of the disciples that he chose. And you can still die and go to hell because you'd rather be a Judas Iscariot and kiss the door of heaven, but go straight to hell because you refuse to embrace Jesus. That's possible even in Jesus' school. Yeah. You can also be one of the saved disciples who decide, I'm going to follow Jesus, but I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. And I, I think I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm better than John because I've done this. 
I'm definitely better than Thomas. Thomas wasn't even there on Sunday night of Easter, but, but I'm here. And so I think I deserve to be sitting on the right hand of the Father, and I deserve to be there. I deserve to be at this place of, of prominence because of here's what I've done. It's possible to be in the school of Jesus and still be a legalist. Why? Because of the focus. See, if we, if, if we don't understand that much of what the Bible is helping us with is mindset, we're going to miss it. See, if we're just taking a message, a message here and a message there, and a uh, methodology here and a methodology here, we're going to get really confused because what we fail to understand many times is that God is going to help us with a mindset, but he's going to do it from different angles. That's why he can tell us in the book of Romans that one is saved. Paul is talking about Abraham. He's saved by his faith. And whereas James points out, it looks like Abraham was saved by what he did. And Martin Luther said, these cannot be, James cannot be put in the Bible. It contradicts God. No, it didn't contradict. He's just giving us the same mindset from a different angle. It's mindsets that he's trying to help us understand. Philippians chapter 2, let this mind of Jesus be in us. We've got to understand the mindset. The mindset has everything to do with what we're focusing upon. If you're focusing on rules and lists, that's legalism. It's self. If you're focusing on no rules, no list, it's license, it's sin. They're both sin. They're both self-dependent. But there is a third category, and this is what Paul's trying to get them to. It's the liberty category. Don't live in legalism focusing on rules and lists. If you don't get a handle on that, it'll throw you over into license because after a while, the flesh is weak and you'll be worn down. It'll just drive you into license and why not just indulge in sin? And that's where they get to in Galatians 5. But instead, he says, go to liberty. Liberty is Jesus' focus, which leads to Jesus' dependence. So you can be in Canaan Baptist Church and sit here this morning. You can be in the school of Jesus and be a legalist. But you can be in Canaan Baptist Church and in the school of Jesus and be in liberty. And the difference is our focus. What are you focusing upon? You ask the person in legalism, how's your standing with God? I'm doing the best I can. Self. You ask the person in the world who's living in license, how are you doing in God's eyes? I don't really care. And that can be in different degrees, but it's still self-focused. But you ask the person who's living in liberty and freedom, wherewith Christ hath made them free, how are you doing in your walk with God? And their focus is, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. I'm living for Jesus. What about these areas in your life that don't please the Lord? Oh, we go to God, confess our sin. We're in agreement with God. We're humble. We're, we are repentant. But you take a legalistic person and you point out something in their life. And a lot of times there is a resistance. There's an, an, an abrupt uh, a resistance to being confronted and challenged because you're messing with their paradigm. My focus is on my rules 
Don't tell me I've messed, I messed up somewhere. I'm a failure if you show me I'm not keeping my rules. But when you focus on Jesus, do you know the liberation that's there? It's liberation all the way through. Because the way I got saved was Jesus-focused. And Paul says the way you live after you're saved is Jesus-focused. And if someone points at you and the Holy Spirit confronts you and the Bible message, it challenges us, we say, praise the Lord. I'm a, I'm a nobody from nowhere with nothing anyway. It's Jesus and only Jesus. See, whatever you focus on is what you depend upon. Some people may think they're going to church, I mean, they're going to heaven because they're going to church. See, their focus is wrong. Their focus is salvation by the church. That's what they're depending upon. Some people think they're going to heaven because they've been baptized. What they focus on is what they depend upon. Do I believe in going to church? Yes. Do I believe in getting baptized once you're saved? Yes. Do I believe in serving the Lord, being a disciple? Yes. But the focus is not on what I do. The focus is upon Him. Whatever you focus on, you depend upon. Hebrews 12, 2. Looking unto Jesus. And in the, in the Greek nuance, nuance there is looking away from everything. Looking unto Jesus. The author, the finisher of our faith. And so we want to understand the, the, the clarity of this. Legalism, license, and liberty. Legalism is what kind of focus? Law. It's a list. It's rules. It's focusing on that. By the way, is there any person who doesn't have a set of rules? I don't know of any. Every organization has one. Everybody has rules. It's just focusing on that to get us favor with God. You focus on rules and law to get to heaven, you'll die and go to hell. No matter what you want, it's your focus. When it comes to license, the focus is no law. You're wanting to indulge in sin. Don't tell me I can't do this. Don't really care. I don't believe the Bible. I don't believe in God. It doesn't really matter. And there are people who say, I believe the Bible. I believe in God. I believe I'm saved. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. License. But then there's liberty. The focus is on who? Jesus. And that's where Paul is trying to take them. Whatever you focus on is what you depend upon. Now we need to orient our lives to clear statements of Scripture regarding God's will. We sometimes get into the nuance and get bogged down into a quandary about God's will. What does He want me to do here and here and here and here and here? And God has an opinion about all those things. But I wonder if we, if we ought not prior, prioritize uh, some of this matter of God's thinking and God's will for our life. Meaning, Chapter 5 and verse 1 is a clear statement of Scripture regarding God's will for our life. What is it? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That is God's will for every Christian. God is saying it is my will, every single child of God, you live in liberty and freedom. It is God's will for every child of God. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. If looking at this in the Greek, Kenneth Wiest, who um, has translated the Greek, and he's 
worded it just word for word. We sometimes lose in the familiarity, but he says, for this freedom, Christ set you free. In other words, for this freedom, for freedom, Christ saved you. Keep on standing firm. Stop being brought back into bondage again by your own doing. See, Christ's will for you is that you enjoy freedom. Let me ask you, are you enjoying freedom, not license? Not to do what you want to do, but freedom. You, you go, if you're here for the Bible studies, you're hearing going through the matter of social justice right now and how we need to plow through this. I told Captain Labee it'd be great if we could get a hold of this so, so well that you can take the headlines from the news and you can say, wrong thinking, wrong. Instead of saying, well, who said it? You can just look at what they said and determine, is this Bible thinking or not? Biblical worldview is to help us look at the world through the lens of the Bible. And so he's trying to get us to see this matter of whether or not we're enjoying freedom. And freedom is not doing what we want to do. In this world, there are people here in America who believe it's their right to do whatever they want to do. It's their right to murder their unborn baby. And now even pushing until up until the time it's born, it's still our right to put it to death. Well, I want to tell you, that's not your freedom. You don't have the freedom to decide, well, I want me to live, but I don't want you to live. Amen. That's not what freedom is about. Uh, there are some who believe freedom that, that I can be free, but you can be bound. I can get by, but you need to suffer. It's called socialism. And socialism works until you run out of somebody else's money. But it, it's a wrong mind. That's not what freedom, that's not what this country was built upon so that certain social classes can enjoy freedom while others do not. That's not what it's about. And the same is true in Christianity. We sometimes think of freedom. I don't have to come back tonight. I don't have to read my Bible. I don't have to do anything that the church is, I don't have to, I'm going to enjoy freedom. That's not freedom, that's called license. Freedom is to do everything that God tells you to do. Freedom is doing everything that God wants you to do. Freedom is doing everything that God tells you to do and wants you to do and love it at the same time. Why? Because it's Jesus' focus. It's Jesus' focus. See, a good test of your priorities in life would be whether... You're just as concerned about the command to live in freedom that Christ has given as you are about the other pressing areas in your life. Do you exercise as much diligence in prayer and Bible study so you can stand fast in the freedom and the liberty wherewith Christ hath made you free? Do you exercise as much diligence in the areas to equip you to stand fast as you do about your job, your home, your school, your marriage, or any other area. We need to look at clear-cut Bible commands to be God's will. This is a clear, it's unqualified command. Stand fast. Do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. This is the will of God. For your freedom, Christ died. 
For your freedom, Christ arose. For your liberty, He sent His Holy Spirit. There is nothing He wills with more intensity under the glory of His own name than this. Your freedom. Your liberty in Jesus. And this is the simplicity and heart of the message this morning. Everything else is just an explanation and incentive. And I'm going to launch into a little bit of this and we're going to carry this on. We're going to pick it up and carry it on. We're going to stay with this for a little while in these first few verses because if we don't get down legalism, license, and liberty, we're not going to apply chapter 5 and chapter 6 the way he intended. Now, at home, we'll sometimes have Ingram work day. Yesterday was one. My wife headed it up while I was finishing, doing finishing touches on um, the service today, and she had them outside, the kids outside, and and one of the things that they do, because we have a plethora of pine trees, is she has them picking up pine cones. And so after a little while, I got out there yesterday, and they're supposed to be picking up pine cones. And, and I say uh, to Will, all right, Will, get those pine cones in the wheelbarrow. And he said, Daddy, would you help me? Now, I can do one of two things, two possibilities. One, I can say, no, you pick them up and get it done in five minutes, or there's going to be trouble. And he may grumble or, or express his, dis, uh, um, his uh, disinterest in that option, but he generally will get the job done. But option number two, I can say, sure, Will, I'll help you. Let's see how fast we can do it together. And we usually come up with a song, uh, teamwork, makes the dream work and just put it to, to music and, and we do something and, and he will hurry and work much faster, more efficiently with my help and we even have fun doing what needs to be done. What's the difference? Daddy helping, even making it more enjoyable or Will doing the work on his own. See, the key to freedom is whether we have to do the work ourselves to escape punishment or whether our Father comes down to be with us and help us. See, a lot of people are doing what they're doing because if I don't do it, the Father says, I'm in trouble. I'm not going to have His power. I'm not going to have His peace. I'm not going to have His blessing. So I got to get it done. When God never gave us anything but what he intended for you to say, I can't do it. Amen. Father, will you help me? Amen. And he even made preparation for that 2,000 years ago and he sent his Holy Spirit. The disciples were concerned because Jesus was going away. He told them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. And he went on to say that where I am, there you may be also. But I go away, and, and then the question was, well, how are we going to know the way? And, and Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And then he talked about another person, the Holy Spirit of God coming along to be their comforter and paraclete and advocate and guide. And he, Jesus said, it's good, I have to go, or he doesn't come. Because when he comes... He's not going to be here and there and here and there with you. He'll always be with you and he'll never leave you nor forsake you. But he doesn't always take over. He doesn't take charge. 
He wants you to enjoy the freedom and the liberty and call upon Him to help. And when you ask for His help, He's always ready and available. See, liberty is not doing what you and I want to do. It's doing what the Father wants to do with the help and the power of the Holy Spirit. Real liberty in Jesus is doing what He tells me to do and loving it at the same time. You know why people can leave church and go into the world and they go with a young person. A lot of times people look at young people and, and they may go to church. They just go to one of those, those uh, uh, hippie, holy looking churches, you know, and they just go in. These young people, boy, they got their pants dragging on the ground. And, and, uh, but, you know, they may, they may talk about some of the things we talk about. You know, some of these churches say, we, we emphasize men. We have a men's group around here. Men are men. But so are the women too, by the way. And, uh, and so they've got that. And, and uh, you know, we're just about you enjoying Jesus. Let's give a hand to Jesus. And uh, he never asked for your hand. He asked for lock, stock, and barrel your entire body as a living sacrifice. And we, they just have all these cute lingo things. And, and we're just all about serving God, loving people, except that they're failing at both. And the reason why they're really failing at both is because... Liberty is not doing what you want to do. Liberty is doing everything that God wants you to do with the power of the Holy Spirit. And there's where, where you find life, liberty, and light at the same time. In other words, it's being holy and loving it. But instead, we will look at if we're living in legalism here in church, we got to dress a certain way, do a certain thing. We, my, my parents, my family's all, all rugged. And, and I mentioned you know, I grew up in uh, never having gone to the movies. And, and um, is it because you had this belief? No, nope. it's just because I had a mom. And my mom said, you don't go to the movies. You go to the movies. She said, I'll kill you. And I was always afraid if I ever snuck into the movies, my mom would be there like Abraham Lincoln was. And, you know, and so I, didn't, I wasn't going to put her to the test. You know, it didn't work out for old Abe, wouldn't work out for me. And so, but I want to tell you, that wasn't a liberty mindset. That was just, hey, I'm just going to follow the rule. That's not always bad. Uh, we're, we're teaching our children to spend time with God. Little Gretchen, uh, she just turned six. And one of the, her, her aims in the morning to get up to spend time with God. But she got behind. And so she was telling her mama, she said, I'm trying to catch up on those days. How do I catch up on that time? With, I can't seem to go back on my calendar and catch up. And we're trying to help her to see. It's not, you don't make up that time or God's going to, that's, that's not the idea. It's understanding where this spending time with God fits into liberty. But listen. It's not a bad thing that she's focused on, let me check off this list, because she's learning some spiritual disciplines. She's got to get those in somewhere. We all have got to get these spiritual disciplines in. But if our focus only stays on the discipline, that's legalism. Because we can say, I did it. I got it all done. Uh, um, that's not bragging. I'm just getting God's attention. Um, are you right with God? <laughs> yes, sir. Look at my list. Let me see your list. Oh, I like my list better. No, liberty is Jesus' focus. So does that affect disciplines? Oh, it sure does. Because it's Jesus' focus. 
You know why uh, one of the things I love about being married? And it's not just being married. Because there are people who are married who are miserable. There are people who are married who are contemplating murder. I mean, marriage is not the answer. But one of the things I love about being married is I'm not married to being married. I'm married to my wife. It's Christy. That's what I love. That's what makes it wonderful and enjoyable. But somebody looks at, look at all these things I've got to do. Look at, look at all these things. That's why Paul, listen, and we're not even started into the message. I'm just giving you the introduction. I didn't say I'm going to get into the message. I'm just giving you the introduction. <laughs> he said, hey, yeah, we were here last Sunday. We know how this works. And some of you are thinking, if Rick Jensen says one more time, preach, we're going to hit him with the brick in the back of the head. Just, just let me get you, give you the introduction. I've been saying back in chapter 1, 15, 14, 15 messages ago, hang on, stay with me. We're going to get here. The, the whole concept of this matter of what I focus on is going to determine what I depend upon. And what he's trying to get us to see is that liberty and freedom don't, don't take your, your human eraser to any of God's list. Don't do that. That's not going to give you liberty. You know what he's going to teach us? How to get a hold of the power of the Holy Spirit. Do you know what I found yesterday? I found I could do, move a whole lot of pine cones a whole lot faster than Will could. Do you know what I find over and over? Jesus can move a whole lot of pine cones faster than I can. But sometimes there's just something about if I can do it, I feel better. But that's not what he wants. He does want me to trust and obey. You know what Will will say after that wheelbarrow's filled? Mama, look what I did. And the truth is, I want him to enjoy every opportunity to spend with his daddy. And the blessed Holy Spirit wants you to enjoy every opportunity living this life, not getting entangled in bondage, staying in liberty and freedom, and enjoy every crisis and challenge and test and command and situation, enjoying being with your Abba Father. That's liberty. It's doing all the will of God, not in your flesh. It's weak, it'll always be weak but in the power of His Holy Spirit. Don't trade for another list. Don't look for another rule list. Don't look for something easier. Look for more power. How do we get there? Well, here's the answer. I've been saying it for the last eight years. We're going to keep saying it because it's in the Bible. Trust. The way you got saved is the way you live the Christian life. Trust Jesus for eternal life in the Christian life. Trust Jesus for enabling grace. In other words, I didn't get saved until I said, I can't do it. 
You know, we used to sing a song. We, I don't know if we ever sing it here, but a lot of meetings I'd hear the song sung, you, you can't get saved till you get lost. And you can't, you can't be saved until you get a person to realize, I can't do it. Hey, no one gets revived. No one gets, you can go through seven pillars, but it's not until seven pillar mindset goes through you. You can't do it. I'm trying to stop. You can't. No, but you can trust God to enable you to obey. And when that happens, you find joy. Peter says it this way, joy unspeakable and full of glory. What does that mean? I don't even know how to explain it. It's so good. That's what Peter's saying. And so freedom is in Christ. It's not in your rules. It's not in your no rules. It's not in what you do. It's in Jesus and only Jesus. Let's stand together, please.